You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. This is the midweek show, and as I've been doing, it's kind of dealer's choice or grab bag of what we end up talking about on this midweek show. And what I decided here, because it's very, very late or maybe early, depending on how you look at it, that's a glass half full or half empty kind of thing. I'm going to jump back a bunch of weeks, the beginning of August, and I'm going to present here our Badass Picks of the Week Patreon-only spotlight that we did at the beginning of August that featured Sword of Azrael number one, And the new champion of Shazam, number one. This isn't something that we do often, but I like to do this so that when you end up listening, you'll get an idea. Yeah, you can hear me say all the time, hey, we have the Patreon spotlight. Hey, these are the badass picks. Two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh Uh-uh. From that week's books, and we have a podcast. You know, that's all lip service here. This is where the bang for the buck is. These are the podcasts that we want you to be enticed to go over and Join up on our Patreon, and this is the big one, our weekly spotlight. So this is something from August 4th, like I said, the beginning of August, and me and Eric talked for an hour and 27 minutes and eight seconds about the two books, Sword of Azrael number one and New Champion of Shazam number one. Now, Eric is a huge Shazam family fan. He hates Azrael. So this should have been an easy thing of, okay, he's going to hate the first book, Sword of Azrael. And he's going to love the second book, New Champion of Shazam. Were we all surprised that he seemed to love them both? Yes, we were surprised. And now you get to hear it as well. So if you do like what you hear and you're like, boy, that's pretty cool. They ended up really going in depth. They had a lot of fun with this. This is what we do each and every week on the Patreon. And it's just one of the plethora of shows. And I don't mean six. I mean about 60 shows that we do each and every month on the Patreon. You can go over Pick a level, whatever level you like, but with the levels, you can end up getting a bunch of shows with me, a bunch of shows, me and Eric, a bunch of shows with me and a lot of people from the Get Fresh crew. Uh -uh. We end up doing a lot of things over there, a lot of reading clubs. Some of the things that we've been doing recently, a Hellboy reading club where me and Simon are going through Hellboy. Me and my man Mark have a Walking Dead podcast that we go through all the deluxe editions that keep coming out usually twice a month. Those come out, so we have a podcast each time. We're at about issue number 46 or 47, whatever is coming out currently. There's also a Spawn Reading Club. There's also a Gotham Central Reading Club. There is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reading Club. Me and Brandon do all these things. There's just more things than I can go through right here. So I just ask everybody to go and check it out. And it is patreon.com slash weird science, like this one was from so i'm going to go off to this all of the links and things like that will be in the show notes as well most of the things in our campsite bio link click on that and you can get all sorts of weird science stuff all sorts of goodies but remember again this is what we do each and every week thursday night on the spotlight we're going to end up doing it this week and i guess another way to entice you on over to there is to tell you what might be featured this week on our Badass Picks, the Patreon-only spotlight. I'm trying to load it up. As I say this, it looks like what we're going to be talking about is 
Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes number five. And the badasses keep picking everything Bendis. So there you go. We get to talk about that. Maybe we'll find out about the Gold Lantern. And also Olympus Rebirth number one, the Clunrad deal of Apollo ascending to a godhood. So those are the two that will be this week. So if you like this and you want to listen to us talk about those, I'm sure we're going to get heated in those. Uh, yeah, go to patreon.com. Slash weird science. And I hope that most people will say, you know what? These guys do enough. I really like them. I like the cut of their jib. I'm going to go check them out. That's all I ask. Just check us out. Uh, just as an aside, too, coming up next week, it is an annuals week. It's a fifth week of books. It happens, you know, every so often when that does happen. The main podcast, all the podcasts, even this midweek show, everything will be Patreon only for that one week. That is an extra bonus for the people on the Patreon. So, that's a little other thing. I'll be talking about more of that later this week on our regular shows and things like that as well. So, yeah, check this out. I hope you enjoy it. I really like both books as well as Eric did. So off to the show. Turn on the spotlight, even if it's just a dip in your toe. We're going to tell you all that we know. The word down means turn on the spotlight, even if it's just to hear me scream. I'll have a heart attack soon. We're gonna start right after this here tune, Eric and me. The spotlight is on. Shining bright, and I think that the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop, they're going to be upset because I think that they tried to stick it to you by giving us a book by the name of Sword of Azrael. And yet, Eric Shea got a hold of me and said he likes it. He said he's like Mikey and Life Serial. You said you like it. I don't know if you're just going to be well, playing that game. I don't know who's game. trying to stick it to me because I could have sworn at the end of the last episode of the podcast, we both agreed, we're not doing any of the Azrael stuff. And all of a sudden, the Azrael stuff is on the spotlight. I'm like, what happened? Who I did actually. Actually, I think I said I'm going to put, I didn't, I said I'm not going to put both and then realize that the one was just reprints of the deal. And then I said, I'll probably put the one. If it's picked, we'll do it. If not, we'll never touch it. And it got picked. I guess maybe they decided we'll do it. We'll pick it. And here we go, and it ends up where you actually like it probably better than a couple books that we will end up doing. And I'll give a little shout out to Niels. Niels is begging for us to just drop every shitty book. He's like, you don't have to talk about the back, uh, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Harley. He's going down a list of stuff where he wants me to have a poll. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> he, he wants me to have a poll. He's like, he does not want us to talk about that shit. He said, nobody likes it. Nobody's buying it. And I'm like, there's timestamps, Niels. Yeah, that's what we do, though. That's what we do. We end up talking about, though. I, I do end up kind of feeling bad sometimes that we're stuck in some of the books. And then there'll be one of those side books that everybody's loving, like that Lansing and Kelly freaking Aquaman, flat, whatever the hell that book is. I'm like, we're not doing that. Andromeda and I, Void? What's the one that came out this week? Was that? I believe that's the Andromeda. Okay, that's Ram V. It's the, it's another okay. Aquaman one. It's like oh, Void Song. Oh, you talking about the one with the Flash Aquaman? Yeah, Void Song or whatever. People yeah. seem to love that. I I haven't read it or whatnot. And then we sit there and like, here we go, Harley Quinn. Now Harley's going to be weekly, very weekly, and we'll see how that is. Hopefully, it picks up a little. I don't know. I I hear the things going on, and with that. 
you know, we end up having this Azrael. And like I said, you said that you liked it. I went to go read it. I like it by the end, though. I ended up getting some inside information that we'll discuss at the end in my new chuckle fest of a friend that I have over at DC that has given me a little hints of uh, why these characters of James Tynan keep showing up and how the writers are being driven nuts because they're forced to use them. But when we end up finding out at the end that there's vengeance in this book, Hooray. it didn't pick it up for me again, though, probably because Dan Waters was told that vengeance had to be in here. It may not make complete sense or whatnot, but I he's... was just looking for something other than Christ stuff to deal with, with Azrael. And all of a sudden we got the daughter of Bane, a continuation of where we left off. Kind of. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I, I could I could just tell now I ended up talking to somebody. People in the Slack will know who probably, but the idea is it's now become a term that the writers are saying to each other, hey, they forced my book now as well because yeah. they add a James Tynan deal in. And really what they've been told is they're trying to lure him back. They're putting all of his characters in every book, trying desperately to get him to come back and write all these books and do things and whatnot. And they don't know if it's working or whatnot, but that it makes sense. We've had so many characters. And even this one, I thought, did Matthew write, did somebody co, well, Gilliam March is, is labeled as co-writer because he's the artist, but now just hear out James Tynan. I'm like, is there any more that there are? Because I know Miracle Molly, she, I'm surprised she's not in space. I, I'm surprised she's she just baddie. didn't go. Uh, yeah, but boy, they're, they're all here. The gang's all here. And again, I got excited too, because that's one of the ones we do like. And that's one of the ones I thought would never come back. I thought that that character might come back in a we, we'd be doing something almost like a, a road rally like they had in Ghost Rider and Nightwing, as I was talking before. But you'd have her on the side, things like that. Weird stuff. But no, she wouldn't have her in a sidecar with Big Daddy Bane driving a motorcycle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that would be like in the back. We'd be like, oh, man, it's be the like, Bane. A big en- like a big Enos and little Enos. Smoking yeah, in the that'd be awesome. And freaking like, that'd be cool. Uh, but. Whenever, I, you, Daddy. <laughs> I think the problem is when you end up having vengeance, you're almost going to assume that at some point you might run into Bane. I hope that Bane just stays out of this. I hope that vengeance is Which able one? to kind of get. Well, that's true. Who knows? You know, actually, the I meant Gotham. Bane, the Gotham who thinks he's Bane or the actual Bane who faked his own uh, death but did Gotham. A-Day anyway? Gotham who th- thinks he's Bane but isn't, but now knows he's Gotham and has superpowers but's a zombie Bane. That's the one that I thought you just put, you know, venom in, and then they but all it turns look the out same. That Gotham's the real father of vengeance. And, and seriously, when you ended up doing that, it gets me more mad now when we're talking about vengeance and stuff and how we'll go forward with. You could have made it easy. Why did he jump through hoops to do all this? We talked about it last episode, but still, you could have just Gotham. But we're going to start here. With this book that was a surprise to you. And I do think that the reason why you like it is because you you don't like Azrael, right? I do not. Jean-Paul, I like it. Suck Neither does Jean-Paul. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Like, the whole deal is Jean-Paul hates Azrael, too. Eric has, he has a common Look, soul. Look, the thing here. is, Azrael wants to come out and play. I'm like, please don't. Jean-Paul, he looks at me like, I got you, fam. I'm going to go to an island, to a monastery, and lock myself away forever. I'm like, thank you, Jean-Paul. You're doing me a solid. And Azrael's like, I'm coming back, bitches. I'm like, God damn it, Azrael, leave me alone. The fun part is, though, is he doesn't bitch and moan about God. He just bitches and moans about Azrael, and you're right there. You're basically, high he's five. preaching to the choir. You're the choir. He's giving high fives. It is sort of Azrael Book One, written by Dan Waters, art by Niccolo Sismizizia, oh, yeah? colors by Marissa Luis, and letters by Hussan Atsame Alahua. And What's that? he, I don't know, 
He's uh, listed as superstar lender when i read either the solicits for dc or marvel i'm like superstar where did this come from but here he is he does end up using a different font as if there's some journaling going on so good good job hussein so or hassan well he's making a journal there he's oh, writing I in his you. diary and dear uh, diary yeah, i love dear god diary. But the system sucks yeah dear diary i still love god but boy i hate that Azrael. that guy's an asshole and you end up going through this. And like I said, I, I I liked it enough as we were going. Now, when Vengeance shows up and you reveal what is going on as kind of a twist or whatever, then it picks up. But the beginning, I started thinking, like, really? Because first off, Asriel, Jean-Luc here. Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. I was Jean-Luc. What, that guy from the car. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. He actually looks like the doctor in Battle Angel Alita. He always does. Every time I see him with those round glasses, looks exactly like him. But, you know, he's walking around. He's trying to figure out, am I supposed to be here? And I want to be here to keep away from Asriel. But I end up, I have to feed the beast. And now I do this. I read books. I read the bad tales. And it's okay. I mean, you end up seeing well, that Asriel's still there. the idea of learning there. about the saints, but really focusing on how all of the saints died brutal and horrifically. All of this horrific storytelling that he's listening to and reading about with the saints that have passed on, this is the thing that keeps the system at bay. The system that always wants him to put on the Azrael costume and be the sword of vengeance for God. And the idea is like, okay, I'm tired of all this shit because I don't know if you remember this, but I went through some bad stuff with what I thought was the resurrection and the end of days back in Gotham. And then I had some fucking ten-eyed man shit going on in Arkham City order of the world that I just want to get away from. So I'm going to lock myself away in this island monastery, and I'm just going to think about the deadly, the deaths of saints and just do my prayers. Just do my prayers in good old Sean Paul Valley. That's what I'm going to do. God, I hope there's not a woman that shows up here, starts getting abused by a man, and I have to start becoming Azrael again. Yeah, I hope God, I, I don't hope have that to actually happen. defend done, done, done. Record scratch. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen because just because I, I still have the mask and the flaming sword, I have those hidden away. Well, you can't just throw this away. I think you can. What if a kid found it? What if little Eric Shea found that shit? Singed his eyebrows off. Yeah, so he's there. Yeah, really? I would be in big... I'd be there, like, slicing roast beef or something. And then your dad would come out and beat the shit out of you for fucking ruining his roast beef. Oh, exactly. Because it would be overdone then, because yeah. of the flaming sword. He'd be like, I like it rare. Oh, you jerk. But yeah, ah, with, dad, oh no. my god, please. Now... Am I right or wrong that Carl was the name of uh, Father Valley? Was that his first name? Because I, I ended up where they say, hey, Brother Carl. I'm like, ooh, that, that I don't think it is, but I swear his name was Carl. But you end up where this is all going down. He's walking around there talking. It's very, you know, nice and calm. And as long as he stays calm and feeds the beast, it's fine until all of a sudden out of nowhere, oh, no, a lady is being manhandled. On the island that only has the monastery, there doesn't seem to be a reason why somebody would be visiting like this. But we find out that this girl ended up asking for passage. She was going to pay half of the money when you get there. But she only had half the money. And that's the play. These sailor men here, these seamen, if you will. Yeah. Do you think that did she say she's going to get the rest of the money from the monk. Oh no, that's just one of your like on your word kind of thing situation going on there. Do you spit in your handshake, maybe become exactly. blood brothers? But if I don't I'm know. doing this, I'm saying, well, we're going from point A to B. You're not gonna need any money from point A to B. I mean, when we <laughs> I get just all now. Like, why don't you just give well, me this? Are you getting the money from the monks? Oh no. Maybe she lied, but uh, no. 
Okay, give me the money now. If you're not going to give me all of it, I don't understand. Well, maybe the idea is when you think about this, because I've never had to go with a shady kind of like uh, with a uh, agreement like this. The idea where I have to do half now and like pay later and stuff like that. Half when you can finish the job. But maybe the idea is I do this. You don't do terrible things to me on the trip there and I don't pay you. (laughs) But I don't know. Just don't take my money and throw me overboard. Here's here's where we go, because here's the deal. I'm Johnny Seaman, right? The the great name. And I decide, well, you know what? I, I don't, I'm assuming this is a long enough trip, but even so, I'm like, you know what? I told her that I'd only take half and then she'll pay me the other half if I don't manhandle or whatever. Nobody's going to stop me anyway. If, I, if I'm that bad and I'm a rapist or something like you're saying, you're just no, doing I'm it. Not and even throwing the idea of rapists. I just like, I'm going to take their money and I'm going to get rid of them. Like, and that's all. I don't even need to rape. I'm just going to take their money and get rid of them and not do the fucking job. That they and you just do that halfway then. I mean, there's the, the idea of usually half now, half later is, well, I only have half now. I'll get it from the monks. And then usually the play is. I don't know. Okay, I'll pay you double then when we get but there. But you like, don't understand, a, Jim. I have the money play. on me now, but you <laughs> can't get to it because it's my back pallet in my wallet. Oh, That's okay. mine. You can't go Bang. there without permission. Over, over the head with a... What are you talking about? You didn't have permission to do that. Well, <laughs> yeah, permission, permission. Just a lady. Listen to you. It's just kind of funny. You have to set up something. I wish that it was one of those, you better get them monks down here and pay this fee. But it's so funny when this whole thing goes down, because you have the lady show up, and she's like, and the, the semen man is like, you told me you paid me the rest what we got here, bitches. What you doing? And then grabs hold of him, and then Jean-Paul Valley sees all this stuff and goes down there and tells him to stop you know, being an asshole about it, and he ends up going and punching the guy in the face, and then realizing, oh no, I'm a monk. I'm not supposed to be doing <laughs> astral stuff. So because of this, then, he lets the fisherman get all pissed off and beat the ever-loving hell out of himself, Jean-Paul Valley. And this is the best part about this is Jean-Paul is just getting the shit kicked out of him because he's not even defending himself. And then the fisherman's dad shows him, what the fuck's you doing over here? That's a monk. <laughs> it becomes the two strangers. I mean, here's the deal. Get out of here, use. I do really like that you end up where Jean-Paul is trying to fight off the programming and fight off Asriel, the where system. you see the system there behind what he's written and stuff. That's, that's well done. And he's just getting the, the idea that where this dad He's down below in the brig or wherever he is. He's, He's on the head, stuff. right? He's not worried about getting money from freaking passengers. His son has pretty much tried. Who knows what he's going to do, but he wants the money manhandling her. Then he beats the living crap out of a monk, even though he punched him first. And Nobody the dad that comes far. up and goes, Daddy, I'm a victim of circumstance. Oh, Johnny. Boom. And hits him in the back of the head like it's just no, like daddy. some goofy deal. No, Daddy, I didn't mean it. And they just like. Hey, no, no hard feelings. They Let's leave just like, call the rest of the money compensation for when you beat the crap out of that, you know, that monk over there, Johnny Seaman. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Come on, Johnny Thank Seaman. Thank God the Jr. monks are still going to let us fish their waters here, not fucking make sure that we go back to where we came from. I even like that, where Jean Paul's like, listen, you can fish the waters, but you can't manhandle the ladies. No dice. And then when she's like, oh, my God, can I stay here with all you dudes? I'm like, here we go. This book is about to you know, take it's a weird. real crazy It's a sweet turn. situation because this is a house of God, a monastery for monks that are just trying to live their life in solitude and prayer and stuff like that. Just be godly fellows. But for some reason, when this woman shows up, and I, I shouldn't be a problem because we're here to be helping hands for people who need it, but all of a sudden it becomes Alien 3 when you're on the prison planet and Ripley shows up half naked. I'm like, why is it like that in my mind? Yeah, I, I Right away, I'm like, oh, here we go. All of a sudden, the porno music started. I'm like, this is a real weird start to some such deal. But even then, like, 
I still don't get the idea. The guy has to be over the top and awful until his daddy comes up, who seems to be a gem. And like, hey, I told you, Charlie Seaman, get down below. And like, nah, nah, nah. and then they leave. I'm like, well, you don't got to be a gem to say, why are you beating the hell out of a freaking guy who doesn't even defend himself? Just, well, even then, like, he's like, no, she doesn't owe us money. Like, everything rolls. I, it's just such a weird play. Like, when that scene ends and John Paul goes off with this girl, I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? It's so weird. And then she, like I said, oh, I'm going to be here. And I love the idea. She says, listen, I've been hearing the voice of God. John Paul the hypocrite. Oh, you crazy bitch. Hysterious. <laughs> I love that. You got idea. the women's problems. <laughs> he right away is just like, fuck look, the that. Thing is, look, the thing is, I can go with Jean Paul just because he is here for a reason. Because last we saw, besides for Arkham City, Order of the World, he was in Gotham thinking, this dude is the second like rising of Christ. The rapture is happening right now. He can understand the idea when you put these ideas out there and like, man, God is talking to me. I have a fucking, I'm a conduit to the other side. Look, I've been down this road. It doesn't ever end well. Let's just think this through for a little while. I can see the skepticism of Jean Paul because even the idea, he is a guy who would hop right on this nonsense all the time. He is learning from his mistakes, thankfully. I wish that he actually played it a little safer again and said, whoa. You sure it's not a computer in your brain trying to tell you you're the avenging angels? And also, wasn't there a thing where he was like a hamburger was involved? Or am I thinking back to that vigilante book? I swear there was something with that guy in the hospital and he was bringing him food or something when they had that. The guy in the hospital was dying of cancer and he was a terrible guy and Jean-Paul kept going to him. Jean-Paul kept going to him. But even then, when you have this. Maybe put her in a separate section. I mean, not just because there might be Again, some horned dog God. monks or Monastery. whatnot. But monks. Yeah, I, I'm saying, like, maybe there's, like, a cottage outside. It is a small, you know, island, but still. But the idea that she's saying, yeah, the Avenging Angel, I was told to come here from a priest. He ended up going because I am hearing the words of God. Told me to come here and then mentions his name. Jean Paul Valley, right there. You gotta start worrying. Oh, he is. He immediately is starts worrying about this. Don't well, have her just walking around. He's not. He's not. Like, what do you mean? Get her away? The idea this is a trap going because he believes that the, the order of Saint Dumas is gone, but dead and buried. And the idea that somebody knows that Jean Paul Valley is here, even though Jean Paul Valley never used his name here, came here secretly with fake passports and all this other stuff. There's no reason that anybody should know. So who is doing this? Who is luring him back out as the Azrael as the system beats against his brain to become the avenging angel once again? Who is behind all this? I would kind of maybe say to the or, main guy, like, maybe we should keep an eye on her. Let's not give her like a flaming sword at any point. Let's not do all this stuff because I, I just don't trust her. There's nobody well, the that knows is, my name. Even the idea, once we realize that there's because she believes that she needs help. Somebody like has sent her here because she needs help. Everybody she knows is dead. Somebody is coming for her. She needs help here. And like, who is this organization or this men who are behind the situation to put this lady in jeopardy? When the idea comes like, oh, my God, people are here. People are after this woman. I'm going to become Azure again. Here, a uh, priest or monk, take the flaming sword and protect yourself in case you need it. But also, it would never be in my mind where the idea is these people need to protect themselves and the woman that I've decided to become Azure again to protect herself. It would never in my mind go to the conclusion. But what if she is, in fact, an angel of the Lord, touches the flaming sword and remembers all her past? All I would think is there's no way, even if it is true or whatnot, the minute that she says somebody told me to come here, he knows that that's impossible or he thinks so. I would say this woman is is up to something. There's something wrong here. Nobody knows I'm here. I never use my name. There's no possible way that they ended up tracing me here. Somehow she is. Fa- and the only thing it could trace back to is real bad stuff for Jean Paul. And that's why I would say. 
yeah, let's keep an eye on her. Let's figure this out. Let's get her the fuck out of here. You know, I know that she's saying stuff, but he says she's crazy. He doesn't he trusts Until her, I think, not. because he thinks that she's just harmless. No, she's got the women problems, as you say, as the, you know, the father there and the other monk. Oh, here, read this book about a woman. They said she had hysteria post, you know, partum deal. But she was really a saint. So he starts reading that. And that feeds into the Azrael stuff anyway. He loves that shit. So he's Tell reading more terrible shit about people exactly. who have died. Yeah. And then the guy goes to the wall and starts looking at, okay, Azrael, you're supposed to scrub the toilets this week. I swear that's like a chore list. But yeah, you ever have, you have this stuff going on and he's reading and you have some sad. And again, this is interesting enough because me and you both, I don't really care either way about Azrael. You kind of hate him. And it is fighting against Which him, is so funny, it is a I different angle. Asbat. The rise and fall of Asbat, Nightfall in general, is one of my favorite stories as a kid growing up throughout the entire 90s, and he was front and center in that. So it's such a weird idea because I like that. I love the look of the Asbat. I can't wait for that McFarlane figure to come out, but just Asriel on his own doing God stuff, spouting over and over again, I'm an avenging angel. I'm like, shut your goddamn mouth. Now when you talk about the idea that the system is pounding against his head and he's trying to like put this whole thing out, he is fighting to be, be Jean-Paul Bailey and not Asriel, and the system is trying to do everything it can to go put him back in his place for the Order of St. Dumas. Now you're talking about some interesting stories, which the thing is, I feel like that was majority of his stories coming out of Nightfall and stuff like that, which is even funnier because in this, Jean-Paul gives us a little de- detailed background on his life in general, where you go over the idea like, oh my God, I, f- I discovered my father. He was the original Astro and I was programmed to become his successor and the system was implanted in mine. I uh, studied, like I trained in the Alps of Nomads and all this stuff. Then I took over for the Batman and then they beat my ass when he came back. It's so funny because after that point in time for the little background of how DC Comics is playing Jean-Paul Valley out, that is the end of his story until Batman and Robin Eternal. Like they have skipped the entire, they have skipped almost two decades of story for Azrael because in that he also died. So you kind of want to skip that. But I'm telling you, everything that guy I remember did you losing your mind, gone. Batman and Robin Eternal too, because that even you know kind of well, you, you, switched we, things in. You had to because of the way you had it went. the Batman still part of the New Fifty Two continuity, which we still are to a degree. But the idea, everything that Batman has done is still in continuity. Same with the Green Lanterns coming into the New Fifty Two. And then out of nowhere, it's like Batman and Robin Eternal. He meets Azure for the first time. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I remember you losing your mind that and the idea. Oh, here's Cassandra Kane for the first time. What are you talking about? The best is that and the idea of Superman dead. No, yes, whatever. And that whole Coast City dead. Like everything with all that. I used to yell at my buddy Tony at the comic book shop when the New 52 came out. I was like, oh, yeah, all the Green Lantern stuff is there. Like, well, Superman has Superman died. I don't know. And then when it turns out, oh, Superman never died. Well, Superman never died. How is there a cyborg Superman to blow up Coast City? And how did how Jordan become Parallax then? I'm like, it never made any sense, and it bothered the shit out of me. And that's one of the reasons I didn't fucking read New 52 right away. And it bothered you the whole time. I love when we would have certain things where they'll be walking down the hall of the Daily Planet. You'll see the headline, Superman dead. I'm like, (laughs) see, Eric, he did die. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. What's going on here? That's why we had Superman reborn. But in this, I think that, I think basically, and we'll see, this is only one issue. But as we go through this issue, this does feel like this almost feels like what we got with Damien. The idea you keep getting the same shit. You get the same shit. It's boring. You have the same shit. Maybe this is the beginning of let's advance the character a little. Let's show something else besides the, oh, God, you know, part three. 
Well, just you know, the idea of the system railing against Azure, the host, it's almost like a computer program in his brain. It was like a midnighter, but like a holy midnighter. Like a born like identity that. or something more midnighter. Exactly. Like just the Manchurian yeah. candidate kind of thing. But there is something inside there, the programming that is another personality that has been put inside Jean-Paul Valley that desperately wants its way out. You know, even like a, a dissociative like a identity disorder kind of situation, but one that is put there manually by like, you know, St. Dumas or whoever. But the idea, even when like uh, Jean-Paul Valley then goes and meditates and the idea that he can look inside himself and he can see the freaking, the million-eyed fucking hundredth-winged freaking azure thing that is the projection of the system inside and talking about is my duty to bring punishment. And it wants down is talking about all these things. And even the idea as we see this, I'm like, okay, it's, it's actually really like the idea that it goes almost like you know biblical with the way it depicts its angels you know with all the wings and eyes it's not even like, like no, old testament biblical i mean yeah, it's they go like weird crazy. with that shit yeah. like a 12 headed 12 heads of a lion or some nonsense like that but when you have the idea that he's actually communing with the uh with the azrael system inside of his head i like all this because even the idea like does it take him over then because even he when he starts talking to it he becomes the system itself with all the wings and the eyeballs and it's like, can they coexist? Can they become one? Can we move past John Paul constantly just railing against the system and with the order of St. Dumas and just being the avenging angel? Because I don't want that anymore. But like, there is something here with the way that the system is being like uh, portrayed and how as uh, John Paul is railing against it, that feels like we could be heading to new territory and something interesting, at least for Azure. And that's all I want at this point, because I'm sick of them. Maybe they're getting a little influence and whatever, because it, it does uh, remind me a bit of Moon Knight with his DID as disassociative yeah. identity disorder. And he's trying to fight it off and they come. But this is more of a system deal, but it still reminds me of that. It was like a Midnighter's fight computer starts talking against him. And, and like a born identity, but instead of looking down at the gun and dropping it, he just has a flaming sword. That's the only difference. What did I do? Oh, no, no. Where did I get this flaming sword? Yeah, I'm like, where did I get this sword and this mask? Uh, you've been keeping it under your bed. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, right, right. shit, it was there. It was in my locker. Uh, but with all this going down, like I said, he doesn't believe this woman. And this book is heavy narration. It really is. But you're going to get that because he's kind of a solitary deal and all this is of the mind. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it as much as sometimes because it's to the point and it's serving the purpose. We're seeing him remember how this all came about in the mind. It's I like just when, getting everybody up to snuff with yeah, what's going on with Azure and who Jean-Paul Valley is and why you should care about him. And with that, they're, they're going to have to do that. They even had that. I said that one shot is what Dan Waters had already done, but that eh, it didn't really hit with us. We didn't, didn't really like it. it because that was more Azrael stuff. And that was actually more of like. This Sad sack, Asriel. Like, I don't know. This actually I like because he's trying to really get oh, the bottom shucks, of it. It's to not stop the rapture. It. Yeah, really. And I, but I like this. He's like, oh, listen, you know, you're going to have to look. You're going to have to see. But I don't have enough eyes. Well, then have them. I'm like, oh, you did oh, not my. want that. You didn't want that, Asriel. Stop it, Jean Paul. Eat um, your like, heart out, Ted Eyed Man. <laughs> I know. Now he's the 50 Eyed Man. Oh, the my God. The coolest part about this, though, is that when we actually have people come. When we actually have the people come and like, you know, invade the island and Azrael realizes, holy shit, this woman's telling the truth. People actually are after her. And you go on, you know, he puts on the Azrael costume and we find out that the person behind all of this going on is vengeance running around with a bunch of freaking dudes with like, you know, crosses on helmets on, yeah, coming the, into, on the island. But when you have the idea, we're not trying to hurt this woman, Azrael. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You might remember me. Oh, no, me. I'm vengeance, the daughter of Bane. You fought my father. Yes, yes. We understand. Great connection. But we, we're not trying to hurt her. We are trying to pr- get her to come back to rebuild the Knights Templar. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? We have all these assholes going around here with the Knights Templar and we need this woman to do it. And then when she goes, she's inside, she pulls out the flaming sword. I remember this. 
you know what? You know who I am? I'm the angel Sariel here to cleanse the world in I blood. Like, what I'm the like, hell? I don't think I want you to be rebuilding the Knights Temple no. or pretty much doing anything because she has that freaking sword and she looks at all the monks, you know, godly ass pious motherfuckers. And you are each sinners. And I'm like, what happened? What? What? If these guys are each sinners, what good do I have? Oh, man, you are in big trouble. Big trouble. Bitches. That's what she's going to say. And when you go, <laughs> I actually would have liked the play where vengeance and this is nice i hope this brings back like zario because he hasn't been around in a long That'd time that'd be cool and so i wish that when they came and, and vengeance was explained this first how the vengeance get involved in the knights Templar, or whatever but well even you know, the idea of vengeance like the last we saw of her was in the joker where bane's like come with me doctor we'll go back to santa prisca and stop the people who did this to us and i'm like how does that lead to fucking knights Templar and angels on earth and maybe vengeance because she was kind of born innocent. I don't know. But with that, I wish it was that. She ain't got no belly buttons. I wish it was the play of almost like, hey, uh, is this lady around? Oh, no, you'll never take her. Take her. We got to get her because she's dangerous. We can't have her. Like, And what you end up doing, even with Ezreal, I like it. It is like holy sleeper agents, you know, and I don't mean like Robin yelling, holy sleeper agents. I mean the idea that's of exactly spiritual I mean. sleeper agents. But that's kind of cool where she didn't even know and she's got the the flaming sword she's like oh my goodness what's well, a weird think thing because like i've seen this, this before in different things but the only thing i can think about the top of my head is like a supernatural with all these people or angels are after this woman then we discover halfway through the episode towards the end oh the reason everybody's after her is because she actually is an angel whose mind is, was yeah. wiped yeah yeah so that's pretty cool and uh yeah, you have all this going down and whatnot it's even kind of in a weird way like you have that at, in, in preacher at the beginning of Preacher oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's kind of a neat play. And uh, yeah, you end up having her then, like you said. If they, Is she going to do a bunch of blow like those angels did? Maybe. Might. And I hope that she doesn't you get like gone a that whole, far, have you? No. The back <laughs> of her skull like blown out and stuff by the same about Kelly. So you end up here, though. She's like, hey, I'm going to kill all you monks. If she, and I think that's a good setup, like you said. If she's going to kill these monks, we're all fucked. I mean, really, if they're sinners... Then we're well, in that's big the thing trouble. is, she's going to go and take the flaming sword, murder all of these monks who just spend all their day praying and telling everybody how much they love Jesus. Why? Do, what are we grabbing her for to restart the Knights Templar unless Vengeance wants the Knights Templar to be her army to purge everybody in blood? Well, that, and that's the thing. Maybe it's one of those where it's like a sus reason to start it up, you know, a little kickstart there. Or do but we I just think need that- her godliness, her angelness, her freaking stuff to be the center of the Knights Templar, but not actually do anything? We got we to gotta dull her mind up. Then remember that she's like, you know, not an angel of the Lord because then she's going to murder all of us. Just give us some of her grace. The minute she leaves here, she sprouts wings and stuff. She's flying to that fucking boat. That dude is in big trouble. That guy's going to get killed. Daddy. The poor dad's going to be like, I didn't do anything. Sinner. Right out. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, she's there for blood. And uh, it's pretty no, it's good. it's not bad. It's, a, it's, it's actually an interesting bad. twist. And I like putting, like, this new twist on the idea. And I say new twist, but maybe it's, like, something we did in the late 90s, too. That, like, something before Azrael died. Because I didn't read it back in the day because I thought Azrael was a boring character. But... This just feels like something new to me, at least, to rail against the system to try to do something different. Because like he hasn't, he has gotten over the system in the past. I know that, but doing this now in this new weird, like you know, fixed continuity that we're dealing with, it feels like a brand new step that maybe evolved the character. And on top of that, putting him with Avengers, like that's a cool idea to continue on that character. I really like her, but I really like this. Even the idea of going in here and explaining to anybody who might be new to the title who Azrael is for the most part. Here are the cliff notes. We're missing twenty years, but don't worry about that because nobody else does. I'm telling you, the art in this is good in my mind, and it's actually a story that I care to go back to next month and continue on for the Sword of Azure. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Take that. I actually thought you were going to go like 8. I don't know. You rarely 
send me a message and say that you like something well, more than you thought you were. Well, it's just because it was Asriel. Yeah. <laughs> Who I, I'm a 7.5. I'm a 7.5. I thought that it was good. And I, again, I don't have that background that you and your illustrious reading have, but I don't like Asriel. Maybe it's one of those things. I get excited when you like a character that gets me into them. But when you bitch and moan and then I see nothing new over and over and over, I start to hate it as well. And I'm like, yeah, Asriel, I could just give or take. Well, that it's was the best big. part about him dying. Okay, we don't have to deal with that bullshit anymore. And then, like, you know, 15 years later, they bring him back. I'm like, come on, guys. I think it'd be kind of a, like, maybe it would have been an interesting take to put him on, like, say, the new Batman Inc. or something. I think he would play well on a team reacting to other characters. But when he's on his own, he's always just, just piss everybody off. Talking about God just, stuff. That's what I'm saying. But when he's on his own doing it, it's like, please, just stop. You know, God is your co-pilot. We get it, I expect asshole. him to jump into the next mystery that Dan Brown's going to write about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like the Da Vinci Project or something. The Da Vinci I, I douchebag. Yeah, really. And there he is. Oh, my goodness. There. Jump up out of here. Yeah, look at with those round glasses. Look, he thinks he's fancy Stylish. with those things. And that's fancy talk there, Eric. And, uh. Yeah, seven five for me. I thought it was pretty, pretty decent. And like you said, I don't mind seeing what's up because you end up with a mystery that's like, all right, it has vengeance. You have, you know, Soriel, and let's see what happens. Like you said, we might Hopefully even get Zario. more and more Kara Zoriel. And even the idea where they have done something for me that I've been wanting to know about since Batman and Robin Eternal. What is the continuity for Azrael now? And it's very freaking basic. Where you have he takes him from Batman, gets his ass kicked, feels bad about it, and here we are. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> love it. It, go, it goes from that to freaking like, you know, Arkham City of the like Arkham City Order of the World. That's where it goes to. You do go with my dad died, kind of told me that the programming. Next thing I know, there's a crippled up Bruce Wayne says, I'm Batman. Boom. The city put off to the races. Done. <laughs> that was like six months ago. It was crazy. Done. <laughs> so you're like, holy crap, that was one hot weekend. I've only had the system for two weeks. Oh, uh, it always reminds me of Naked Gun when they're going to all that stuff and like, what a day. <laughs> it always makes me giggle though when they're laughing out of the movie and it's platoon yeah <laughs> oh that's so good but with all of that we go to the next book that you've been looking forward to well, and it's a lot a Marvel of people book. have i have as well and uh yeah really and uh with all of that there it was delayed it was canceled at SEMA one point they said no it's a delay people said well it's going to be delayed because of the movie like, am I just stupid, though? For some reason, I don't know why. Maybe it's just my lack of understanding anything in the world has to offer. But the idea when somebody says, this has been delayed indefinitely. When I hear the word indefinitely, I know it means it's it means it's open to interpretation. It can come back at any time. But when I hear indefinitely, that means forever. And that's where my mind goes all the when, time. When I hear indefinitely, I don't know why, but I hear prez, Eric, prez. <laughs> We're still waiting. <laughs> so when this was, I thought, Oh, shit, that sucks. And then we sure thought does. at the one point, maybe, and I'm telling you, we were trying to figure it out, not really diving deep, but the idea, oh, well, the powers are wonky. You end up having Billy. Mike. The Shazam family's a goddamn wreck right now. They're, eleva- they're elevating Black Cat. Maybe that's it. You have the Black But we didn't know, and they kind of said, well, it's to get more in line with the movie, but really now? And so you end up having it, and yeah, it does deal a lot with what happened maybe it just had to get it, through that shazam well at least billy's locked up in the rock of eternity do, do you so, understand what's going on with billy and why none of the shazam family don't have their powers i just think that the rock, the rock is, of eternity was fucked up and then billy went off to go do his four horsemen bullshit with teddy in the rock of eternity until shit went wonky with red x red x caused the lightning storm to happen that recharged the rock of eternity that gave the entire marvel family their powers back 
And that's how we ended Teen Titans Academy and the Shazam family stuff with the Red X stuff. But now we're back to the idea, oh, no, none of us have our powers anymore. And I'm sitting back. Why? Is it because of the long delay that it's still the same story and it's like that far off? But it's even reverence. I'm getting the idea, and I, this is just me pulling shit out of my ass, Eric. But Stop doing that. If they're going to play, well, I have to. Sometimes it gets it's caught. Gross. But yeah, the wizard should be dead. We ended up seeing him getting with the quintessence. Well, no, the and stuff thing is, like you that. say that the wizard should have been dead years ago, and then all of a sudden the wizard was just there in the uh, Jeff Johns uh, 13 issue or 14 issue Shazam series that was out there. And they're like, oh my God, you're alive. And he, yes, I am. Never explained. And then the wizard is still a part of the quintessence, gets killed by Darkseid. And I'm like, what is happening? What is up with the wizard Shazam? And even half the time you see the quintessence, it's still the old white dude from Free Flashpoint Continuity. Yeah, I know. Well, let's just forget. This is just me making up stuff that I think that uh, I think Billy's become the wizard. I think that he's trapped in the Rock of Eternity. I know, but I do think that this is just him giving the power to her so that he can free him and then save everybody. We are actually at this point in time, if we're going with what you're talking about, where Billy is in the Rock of Eternity and still doing stupid future state bullshit where he is keeping track of the four horsemen of apocalypse to keep the, you know, the world from going to sunder. We are essentially doing the whole thing where the, sh- the wizard's dead. Billy's in the rock. Billy becomes the wizard. And back in the 2000s, towards so like, you know, leading towards Flashpoint, but not quite there yet, we actually had the new champion of Shazam, because Billy was Shazam, be Freddie Freeman. He became Captain Marvel in that. So we're just doing the same story over. No, but I think we are. It's just Mary. Yep. I think that uh, Billy in the rock has become almost a de facto wizard and is able to give the powers and ends but did up he, but the thing is with that didn't he get out of the rock though and we stopped they're doing it saying in this she because says him and teddy then went to go fight and then teddy's a part of the goddamn teen titans academy by the end of that series i know but i i didn't know i thought that was weird but i mean legitimately thought that all ended when we lost our powers and billy got trapped in himself in the rock of eternity it seems so maybe, like they're gonna i need an editor's note this takes place between shazam miniseries and teen titans whatever you know two issues before the end i just think they're just like screw it nobody read that so we're gonna do what we're doing and maybe these are my biggest problems with the book Maybe that's the delay. Maybe the delay is let's get everybody who actually read that, all 10 of them, let Hopefully them forget they all about cancer whatever the hell happened. Maybe you end up having Tim. I can ask Tim Sheridan. I can ask what the deal is. He'll probably tell me he doesn't I know. T- he d- no way he knows. No. And so with all of that, I guarantee you what he'll tell me is he didn't have anything to do with any of that. That seems like everything he tells me about the Teen Titans Academy book is he was told to do everything that he never got a chance to even write. But with all that, I think they're just going with whatever you saw before Billy's trapped in the rock. And now he ends up, but I want to see, and I'm hoping by the end of this, you will have them go and save Billy. And when Billy gets out, you know, damn well that they're all going to get the power then to have a family fight to finish it off. I would Because there was a thing. I'm trying to remember how it worked out too, because it's such a weird idea. I'm trying to remember how the order of uh, the, the titles worked in Teen Titans Academy, not titles, but numbers, but how the stories worked out in numbers for the continuation of it. But at one point, you remember how we had the, the Marvel family show up, go all say Shazam, fight off Red X, and we freaking like, you know, recharge the Rock of Eternity because for some reason it needs recharging. We did all that. We defeated Red X. He went off and did fucked off somewhere else. And for some reason, Freddie Freeman, who was previously dying, is no longer dying and nobody cares about it anymore. So that's fine. We're all good with that. That's another thing I want to know about. What's up with Freddie Freeman? Later on, wasn't it, you know, t- even further after that, towards the end of the Teen Titans series, when they had to go rescue Billy, who was kidnapped from the Rock of Eternity, sent to Apocalypse. And at the end of that series, when we finally got back to the Rock because of Teen Titans Academy dropping him off and saying, OK, au revoir. He says, 
hey, when you see Mary, never mind, she'll see. And that's the that's where it's supposed to be the idea of Hoppy <laughs> and the powers. But even the idea then where Billy, let's just say, this is all hypothetical because I haven't given the credits yet. We haven't gotten to the story yet. But it's hypothetically, Billy's sitting on the freaking, uh, the Rock of Eternity, the, the throne of Rock of Eternity, and he is now the wizard. Yeah, I think he's getting old, getting a But beard. the idea then, he wouldn't have any power then because the idea... Mary is the new champion of Shazam because even when she says Shazam, for so the you're first saying time that here, he wouldn't be able to hold back the four horsemen exactly because, he's anything, powerless. because he has no power unless he actually is the wizard. But the wizard is like, I, listen, you know, they're gonna fudge it if that's I don't know the how case. they're fudging it because the idea is Mary's not sharing the power with anybody. I, I can't even put my thumb on anything that was going on the way this is twisted and turned in a way that was nonsense. I mean, it was nonsense and really ended up lessening. It's almost like the idea of. Jeffrey Thorne doing that nonsense with the Green Lantern Corps that everybody wanted the Green Lanterns. And then you end up, you know, kind of getting them and disabling them as well. You know, not any shout out or shade to Freddie there, but you end up doing the same here with Shazam, where you end up, okay, well, they don't have the powers, but we won't tell you this. And we want because we just want the family. That's what we wanted the whole time. We don't time. have enough four issues to make any of this work. Pro- I mean, four <laughs> issues was not enough time in my no. mind to make any of this work properly to the point where, all right, everybody, this is the new status quo for Shazam where everything makes sense going forward for when the next Shazam series comes out. And don't bother about Black Adam. That's out of continuity. And I was going to say, Maybe. then also we got, you know, Teddy. We got <laughs> nonsense. Now, Teddy would have been a million year old teenage freaking Black mm. Adam. I mean, just imagine if you just had the regular power Shazam, there's no nonsense or whatever. And Teddy joins the Shazam family like this as like a. A pseudo like, hey, don't I don't know it. my mom and dad. Can I live with you guys? It would be kind of fun. He's not a child, though. He is just in a teenager's body. But they he's would a million years old mind. I'm not saying that he would, but he doesn't know things. He's like, what is that talking box with the people you in it? You live through this black Adam. Yeah, well, you end up where that was. You were from the 853rd century. Oh, we'll, okay, here we go. Who will, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I know it would be Teddy as the answer, but Will we get faux Lobo at some point before we get Teddy? Lobo. I think I think Teddy is gone. I don't think we're ever going to see him again. I hope we do. If he's just hanging or something. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Teddy is a part of the Teen Titans Academy for some reason. And Phobo is still shrunk down in a jar in a Brainiac ship somewhere. You know what? Uh, when we get to a point, remind me when Mary's roommates talk about what they did during the summer. And I, I just want to ask you if we should have had something. But give us the credits and then we'll get to it. <laughs> Champion of Shazam, number one, written by Josie Campbell, with art by Evan Doc Shaner and Becca Carey. And that's it. And we move on to the idea where Mary Marvel has been defined since the New 52 started by her family. Even before that, let's just say the idea of like, you know, Billy being in that uh, pre Flashpoint continuity, twin brother, you had Freddy, uh, Captain Marvel Jr., you just pretty much had all this, even Uncle Deadly, the big old Marvel family going on. She's just always been a part of that. When we get to the Flashpoint era and we move into the New 52, now you have a bigger family with Pedro and freaking Darla and everybody involved. So you, she is just one of an entire family of Shazam family stuff going on here, where Billy is the front and center of, like, you know, mainliner, the whole thing. She is finally going off now because with all the family not having their powers and Billy just going off to Rock Attorney to do some four horsemen of the apocalypse bullshit, she is going off to college. She finally has a chance to break out on her own, reinvent herself, and be the Mary Bromfield that she can always want to be outside of super heroics and just be herself. And it's a great idea, and that's what she's going to do. But even when you start this whole thing out, it's like, okay, this is who I am. Like, you know, the, the background of her parents, who she was, 
dying and then being in the orphanage, then going to the Vasquez family, meeting everybody, getting superpowers, doing this left and right. You get called up right away with who Mary Bromfield is and the New 52, Jeff Johns continuity. But when then Mary is going off with freaking Victor and Rose are going to, you know, like say goodbye to her as she goes off to college. It's such a weird idea that it's not a family function, not a function, but a family ordeal where Mary says that she already said goodbye to Darla and Darla's still awake as she's leaving and she's crying in bed. I'm just like, what is going on I guess she's just right going to miss her big yeah, sister. I just, like, we're going to the bus stop. Maybe like, you know, Victor and Rosa are just good parents, even though they leave them home alone as they go off to the bus station with Mary. But this feels like something that you should want to do together, even if the kids have, you know, know, things they have to wake up early for the next day. I don't know. They feel like, oh, she's out like a lion. It, it seems weird. The funny thing is when they go off and like, hey, you're going to go. Sorry about that. You're going to go off to college. We love you. Here we go. And she goes off. And when I heard that she's going to Vassar, Eric, oh, my goodness gracious, Vassar, right? You love Vassar, do you? I, I don't do you know like anything it? about it. Sounds fancy. Just about enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady. That, that is a thing in The Simpsons throughout where every time Lisa ends up thinking she's failing something, she says, oh, no, I'm going to go to Vassar. And then Homer gets mad. It made me laugh so much. But there she is, Vassar. Fuck Not you, Lisa. Like I believe, but Mary Brown feels great. She can do whatever she wants in life. <laughs> I just wanted to have, I had no way to segue into the sound clip but it made me laugh when i saw vassar i'm like oh my Homer's again i'm telling you i hear vassar there. i'm like all i know is is a fancy college and because of this comic i also know that it's eight hours from philly yeah yeah so we we know some things but this is a cool thing and this is again i'm a little mary you know a little bit of mary yeah, I, heard that me. About I go, you. I go well. to west virginia <laughs> Six and a half hours away, right? Somebody and get I that soundbite of Jim just saying, I'm a little Mary. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little Mary. And when I went to college, I thought, you know what? I've been defined to loser asshole. Short prick, round. Right? Yeah, short round. Guy who's allergic to hops. All these. It didn't work out for me. I thought I had a plan the whole time. The, the plan never worked well for me. When I went to West Virginia, I'm like, fuck this. I am now known as Marina. Look at me, everybody. Uh, but no, I decided that I was going to just fuck it. I, I'm Now I'm Jim in West Virginia. I'm going to be the life I'm of the Jim party. Bone. I ended up not drinking my whole life and got drunker than I've ever been the first night I was in West Virginia yeah, because a bunch of guys drunk. came down and said, hey. You could have had a beer and got more drunker than you no, ever been I, your whole I life. I drank. I seemed to. It was weird. Like, I really took to it at one point. But my liver may not have. But. These guys came down and said, hey, you want to go get a beer? You want to go to this bar? We know we can get in there. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I thought, No, I'm a that, good boy. That was the moment where I thought to myself, well, I could say no and just go and do nothing. It was the day before class. Or I could, and I, I went with it. And I'm like, Mary, she just gets hoppy. I got hops, Eric. I got a little hoppy as well. Um, but I do like this when she goes and decides. I've been defined all this time. It's finally time for me to lighten up a little because that's how she is played. It's kind of a funny play with this of the deal of she is almost like the know-it-all the time. She's the mother well, of them. Own. She's always that. So she wants to loosen yeah, up. She's a just bit. a basic bitch. Because all her roommates, Bianca and friggin' um, and uh, Cassidy, they're off doing all this freaking like, all, like, you know, uh, extracurricular activities, doing all this freaking volunteer work that Mary has done. Because, you know what? Maybe she has a, an excuse because she's a superhero because you know she's off doing other things you can't talk about that's what i wanted when i said earlier i swear to god because they're like what did you do this summer oh i went this 
I swear to God, I wanted one of them to be involved with the wreckage of Teen Titans Academy. I wanted them like, oh, Jesus, you ever hear of that Teen Titans Academy? I had to go through the wreckage. I found bodies and shit. They and didn't all that. do that. We use Atlantean technology for I that. I wanted that to be one of the things that they had to clean it up, almost like the, these superheroes, all the buildings are getting destroyed. But it would be cool if they were doing little, like, you know, they were volunteering in therapy sessions how people coped after death metal. That would be funny. Yeah, that'd be cool too, of knowing there's a multiverse and yeah. things like that. Because we kind of got away from that going into the Infinite Frontier. Like, we talked about that when Roy came back, and people like the multiverse think it's fake news and whatnot. And then we just moved away from that freaking status quo of the entire Earth and never dealt with it again. They could have easily have dealt with it very quickly in something like Barry forgetting about Flashpoint, where he remembered it, but it was disappearing as it went, and then he just completely went down. But yeah. I just call that memory. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, he seemed to realize shit was going down until Batman and whatnot. But you end up where... They're there, and when you see, like, oh, I hope you like our fourth roommate, the Hoppy. I'm like, is this going to be one of those where it's like the wink, wink? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad it what wasn't. I'm wink, glad wink. that they. Oh, you mean just the idea of throwing the Hoppy name there because of the bunny? It's just a well, rabbit this, out of well, nowhere. The thing is, I'm a little, I'm a little upset, and because I'm a fucking basic bitch myself. But the idea where I want to know what the status quo of the continuity is for the Shazam family because I love them so much. But during the Jeff Johns, you know, Shazam run when we had like, you know. Oh my God, Billy's father's coming back. The freaking seven magical lands, all the stuff with the rocket of attorney. He like, you know, since he's the one that did all this stuff with the Shazam family post, uh, new, uh, yeah, post new 52, which a lot of people hate, but he was the architect of the whole thing with his series. When you had a backup there to show you the new origin of Hoppy at home and how they're like, you know, that seemed like a thing that they already did to reintroduce Hoppy here and give him a new magical kind of origin feels kind of weird because you're not even going to call him like Hoppy the Marvel bunny. Cause he's just, He's just happy with the magic bunny. Again, I think that it's so convoluted that they're trying to give you a, a starting place with some of these things. I don't think that. And they're Jeff trying to Johns, me. Even that last Jeff John series, that one was it, got a, bad. it, it, it was a wreck. It's it wasn't on time. Is, and not even the idea that it wasn't on time. It's just like, OK, here's issue one. Here's 17 plot points. We got 14 issues, whether you know it or not. Hopefully we get through it. We didn't get through it. Yeah, we didn't get through it. So I think that that's kind of a wash. And even the stuff. From the new 52, I think that Even basically what you're getting, I think what you're getting is the family. I think most people, if they're reading this, most oh, people shit. have. Are you saying we're not doing anything? Because I think the last thing that we saw wasn't Tawny, Talky Tawny living with the Talkie Vasquez Tawny family. Was, yeah, that, and I was going to bring that up of the idea of Hoppy. And at first, you know, I was worried that we were just, oh, that's Hoppy. Well, and it would be nothing. Say goodbye to his house, Tiger. Yeah, I remember Tony. T- uh, I think that basically what they realized. breakfast, even with, yeah, even with all of these books that they've had, Jeff Johns and the backups and the Just League or whatnot, probably 99.9% of the people reading this have seen the movie. And Hooray. maybe 70, 60, movie. 70 read the book so they're like let's kind of get it more in tune not that it is because mary's gonna be the deal there, where the fuck is uncle dudley yeah. <laughs> those guys come in that's that you. 1% you gotta watch out for it was one percent they're like 65 years old they look like the wizard what happened to dudley oh my i'd like him he's more like my body build that freaking big fat gut yes uh but yeah so when you you end up with this that i think shaman. that I think that this is supposed, I said it kind of looked like me, but I, you end up where Still. I think this is a new start, maybe, in the way that we might end this would be, they free Billy, everybody it's gets funny. a it's family. It's a new start, but we're dealing with all the Teen Titans Academy continuity. Well, again, I think that you're trying to meld that in, and maybe by the end, we I see gotcha. the light at the end and of the tunnel. And hopefully that's the case, because we need to fix save. all that bullshit. 
Somebody's got to go tell Billy that nobody is dealing with future state. That shit has been averted. Those four oh, horses, made a they are out. So, yeah, really. So you end up where you have her being introduced. I like the roommates and the play of this, if they're going to remain and roommates or whatever. I don't I'm know after she leaves, whatever. Talking about her behind her back because Mary stole the bunny during orientation and was talking to it to everybody. But even then, Bitches. The, the one, I mean, when you have a hero and it's something like this, you, you do need the Suzanne Summers flighty gal. And I swear to God, that blonde, it's just Suzanne Summers. She's going to let anything go on. Well, you she's can obviously end up, a hippie. Yeah, exactly. And you need that. She's in her dorm, her dorm room with a freaking, <laughs> with a flower <laughs> freaking like, crown and a freaking scarf on. Yeah, dancing You're around, indoors, you know. Probably on mushrooms. She's going like, round glasses, but they're not up like Jean Paul wears them. They're down on the end of her no, nose. They're down there like granny glasses, but she's young, Eric. What is playing with that? Oh my goodness. She just came back from the burning, man. She ends up where, again, I, I don't mind that. I like the, like, she seems very nice and would be very open to, oh my God, I she can't believe so that shit. you're a superhero. Yeah, she might gossip a little, but. I, I don't know. They seem to be decent enough, but when Mary ends up stealing Hoppy, but not really. Hoppy gets into her bag. Look, the thing is, no matter what happens here, <laughs> Marina, because that's the best Marina. part. Yeah, you she know, decides. Mary, Mary is Mary Bromfield, okay? But she wants to reinvent herself. She tells her roommates that her name's Marina because this is just going to end terribly for her. But She's at idea. college, but the experimenting begins with that, I'll tell you. <laughs> but the she thing who is, knows where it's going? Marina. She's going to go by Marina. She even talks about herself in the third person in her mind as Marina. She's she's going with it, but I'm so afraid that it's orientation week, right? And so she tells her roommates to go get her name tag because everything's data. Now, is it just a name tag that you write your name on then? I don't know. Or I worry about the that names too. on there already because like we couldn't find a Marina. I, I thought that, but the, the weird play is that by the end, I think the jig is up and gone anyway because the police come and like, it's Mary Brownfeld here. You mean Marina? No Mary here. Like, it might be out of that. And oh, you she mean may that crazy up- lady who in orientation pulled a freaking rabbit out of her purse that didn't belong to her and started talking to her because even though Hoppy was talking to her because of the magic involved, nobody else could hear Hoppy except for Mary. So Mary is just talking out loud in front of a freaking orientation week full of college kids. And she looks like a nutcase who then runs out with this stolen rabbit when her freaking when her roommates confront her. Hey, is that my rabbit? No, 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 no. Running out. She looks completely like a crazy person as the rabbit starts saying, hey, look, Billy, he's stuck in the Rock of Attorneys, you know. And he wanted me to tell you magically that you are the new champion of Shazam because you know what? Maybe maybe not the world, but at least Philly needs you. <laughs> Yeah, Philly's awful. Well, we know that. Shazam, I gotta just protect Philly. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you don't have the Watch champion, out, heads. Eric Shea's Philadelphia is in big, big trouble. Heroin. Eric Shea, you get well. First off, right where we are, if you become Shazam anytime, first clean up Allentown first before you head off to, to Philadelphia. There. Go a little more local. Get that, then go to Philadelphia. I actually saw the other day that there is a guy who does these videos of just walking up and down. The mean streets of Philadelphia. I mean, he was on Ogons Avenue, all that stuff, just to show people. And it's basically the idea of Let's talk about all those freaking people on the streets who are down and out. He's like, I want to show you the opioid problem oh, yeah. that we have in this town. So he's going you, around I? saying it. I don't know, maybe, but I did end up it's seeing it. Ago. Just it just popped up on my thing that this guy does this. But the problem is, is people in the comments are aren't taking it seriously. <laughs> they're like, I knew Philly's like it's like they're tourists. Well, Philly's now. not taking it oh, seriously. Why was it tourists? Oh my God, there's Carson Wentz. Oh my God, Donovan McNabb's on the court. 
they end up just it's yelling been like stuff, this for decades. It's sad. It really is. I remember when I ended up taking some wrong turns and ended up on Ogons Avenue and I got the hell out of that's what you do when you find yourself on Ogons Avenue. You get the hell out of Ogons Avenue and then hope that you don't end up in, you know, Camden or maybe even, you know, Chester. Then you're in real trouble. Eric. That's a what, hike. Chester, you need they need somebody there to be a champion as well. Maybe Mary can do it. But going to Chester. The hoppy stuff, it, it's fun. And and I'll give the big deal. Josie Campbell, we didn't even say. She, she's writing this. She's the one who did the She-Ra cartoon on Netflix. She doesn't oh, really? really have a lot of that. she doesn't have a lot of comic book things. So this is another one of these writers that I they got from the anime. It was fun for what I did watch. And I think this is well done. I don't see any of the problems that I usually say, oh, you can tell it's a new writer or they don't get comics or whatever. Yeah, there's and having somebody and like even the this, idea of of, of magically imbued fucking bunnies called Hoppy giving you the lowdown about the magic of Shazam. It doesn't come off like it doesn't all come ages off as goofy, goofy or like no, stuff. exactly. This comes off as a very serious situation that has very silly concepts, but it's taken seriously and it works so well, especially with Doc Shaner doing the art. And that's the problem with Shazam is there's you're never going to get away from like Silver Age nonsense, Golden Age, the idea of the villains where they do a good job here as well, Hoppy, all that stuff, and does it in a good way that, like you said, it doesn't feel like oh here we go, the rabbit's well, even not when you come back cracking and stuff. Well, and- exactly, it's not freaking over the top nonsense, and like a lot of people would do with this property. But even when the rabbit's like, look, Philly needs you. Billy said so. Here, let me show you. We teleport back to Philly. We're a freaking, you know, classic golden age freaking like uh, Shazam or Captain Marvel villain. The Disaster Master is there robbing a bank. You have just reinvented the Disaster Master. I'm like, good for you. You are finally doing the thing that I wanted. Where like, like uh, Jeff John started that with the like the um with uh like Mister Mine and all his freaking. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the goddamn yeah, uh, yeah. The, the groups called with the, the Society, the, of the Evil. Monster Society of Evil. When you started reinventing that in the last Shazam series. That got me excited. So when you have the disaster master here reinvented for a new age, like you're doing, you're taking all these goofy freaking things from the, like the forties, fifties and sixties. And you're saying, here they are for a new age, but they're still them at the core. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. And again, I'll give the credit here because there he is. <laughs> she even goes, I'll deal with this weather wizard guy, but we'll get that. But even disaster then, master. it looks like it's like a cell phone connected to it, but they don't go too far with it. That's got just the, the way hands. to do it. Right. That's just the way to do it. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, the online guy or like it, it could get really goofy really quick, but it's done in a way that's not over the top goofy. It actually feels serious goofy. It's still well, especially fun. when he goes and he takes the like the banks of the like safe vault and throws the door at Mary and she says Shazam for the first time in a long time because her power's been gone. And she you know, takes his power on and she is just charged up. She grabs that and throws it. And she's actually even shocked when she goes after disaster master because she has never felt this kind of powerful because she always says Shazam and she is borrowing the power from Billy, not from the wizard or anything like that, not from the rock. She has always borrowed the power from Billy. And because, you know, all, every one of her brothers and sisters are borrowing the power that dwindles, dwindles the power down. That's the way it works. Now she's the new champion of Shazam. She feels what a Captain Marvel solo feels like for the first time ever. And it's a bit overwhelming. It is freaking like the idea of like, oh, There's my God, back. I am this powerful. Exactly. Throws her out of the cool building. Yeah, it's funny. And there, there's Hoppy. And he explains it. But again, it's not done in a crazy way. This is Hoppy who is imbued with the magic of Billy's last bit to get this message. And then luckily, I mean, you'd have to do the deal that it's kind of a residual effect that keeps going. The power is still in him, which I like. 
because I like the two of them. Well, yeah, happy he starts, bunny. <laughs> happy starts like, hey, I want carrots. How about some apples? But that's not even overdone. He's just doing his deal. He's happy being what happy. Do you expect a rabbit to say? Magic or not? <laughs> I do like, like, again, you have Josie Campbell, not a real comic book writer, as far as I know, does the She-Ra deal, comes in here in one of the most messed up fucking books there can be i mean this is as bad as when you end up having venditti do the hawkman deal and he's a comic book writer but this is somebody that seems rather new and is thrown into a convoluted story and is starting to tell something at least this first issue is a lot of fun you could have been somebody who okay i'm gonna have to really explain things i'm gonna have to do this i'm gonna have to do that a lot of narration stuff like that but no you get going through the actions and stuff and even that deal of you know, boom, what the hell happened? Well, you're not used to all the power. You have all the power now. That's really well done. It was kind of a, a neat little thing to show you she isn't used to that. One She's thing I wish they would have done it. a little bit better is when we beat the disaster master and he's wheeled out on a stretcher from the ambulance and stuff like that, take him into custody. At one point you have like, I don't know this disaster master because he recreated for a new age and stuff like that. I actually hope we get an origin for him and he continues on. But when you have that cell phone looking thing on his chest, it seems to be controlling him or giving him his power and stuff like that. At one point when he's being wheeled in there, it's right there front and center on his chest. Blink and you'll miss it. A few panels later, it is gone. Nobody talks about it. It is just like gone. His, out of chest his chest is open. Exactly. Nobody's talking about it. And when Mary flies off with a hoppy in the alleyway that you don't want to go to in Philly, you see three shadowy figures who also have three cell phones in their chest that are going. I'm like, what is this? And this is, seems to be the overall big bad that we have to worry about in Philly. I'm like, I can't wait to see more of what's going on pretty well right set now up. and why we need Mary to take on this whole problem. The weird thing when you look, they're there. And I, I am telling you, I'm like, is that fancy guy got a cane? Like, what's he doing in some off, uh, off alley? It's a, chain. With a cane? It's a chain, but it also goes to what looks like a chain monster that's sure in the does. alley as well. You end up having like a big giant thing that they seem to either be holding or doing something with. So that's something Pretty big as this well. Why you don't go in Philly. Cool. You got fucking and chain it's monsters. It's funny too because when I was going through this, I ended up thinking that oh, Doc Chainer like messed up the art or something. It doesn't look. Oh, they ripped that fucking thing out of his chest. I mean, he but might like, be just they? completely like, we don't know, dead. I want to know what that's up because everybody seems to have one that's in the alleyway. But did it disintegrate? Did they rip it up? Because nobody takes notice about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody takes book. notice. They're, and he's already in that stretcher with them around. So what happened with it? He couldn't have done it. He is all you know tied up with rebar. You know, it's what she ends up doing. She wallops him, too. I mean, he gets the his poor goggles they end up breaking. Oh, my. But, yeah, even Hoppy is like, see, I knew you could do it, Mary. The world needs you and Mary. <laughs> She's like gone off. He's like, oh, crap. Uh, but I like that where she was just going to leave. <laughs> And he goes, I even like just her flying around with Hoppy. Uh, well, pretty cool. The thing is, you got to take it back because the rabbit don't belong to you. Yeah. And I guess that the play will be, I don't know. His eyes are so blue at the one point that I thought like maybe if he's just, I hope he just remains, you know, sentient Hoppy, the Hoppy that we know and love here. And that you just have, oh, you're the only one who can talk. But I don't know where you go from here because she goes back. And I even like the play because you do get it all the Shazam. time. which. When she lands and goes out of view, Shazam, and then comes running around. Duck Shaner does it so well. So good. So well, the way that that's played but out. But when you she... have her dorm room freak, it's like, there she is, <laughs> officers, Miss Mary Bromfield. Like, oh, come on. Here, yes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal the rabbits and misunderstand. Here, take it back. Oh, no, miss. You don't understand. See, as of this morning, your foster parents, Mr. and Mrs. Vasquez, 
well, they've gone missing. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, who's taking care of Pedro? That's what I, I'm telling you. He's eating the Eugene, whole house he don't out. Care. He's playing video games. Yeah, Eugene's like, Pedro has now eaten every bit of food in that house. It's gone. Darla's <laughs> still crying. Pedro. And so with that, yeah, the minute that you hear that, I thought about the kids as well, because if that's the case, they might have taken them out, put them in the deal. But oh, no, he's going to have to find the deal. They're going to pull the plug on Freddy. <laughs> Yeah, really, Because as far R. as R. I P. know, that boy's still dying R. from R. what I learned in Teen Titans Academy or the Shazam miniseries. I, I like, like, she's got to find her, you know, parents. She's got to find them just to keep the family together But it's anyway. orientation I mean, week, Jim. I know. What is she going to do? How is she going to do this? Does Mary have and- to give all her dreams up to be the freaking parent for her brothers and sisters while also being Mary Marvel, the new champion of Shazam, and looking for where her parents are as a new fucking monster society of evil is on the move? Oh, my goodness. I And I, I, don't I know, did like it. we have four issues. There's a lot of story to tell. I like, too, that the one cop's Swayze. Eric, I, I don't know. Is you it like Patrick like come back? I just looked. I was just going to see if they played something. But even then, I'm telling you, the roommates are like, what the fuck? What happened? I, I even like when she showed up and they're like, man, you weren't online. We were online friends or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I kind of only have one computer. I have a bunch of brothers. Take and all those flowers sisters. out of your hair, Cassie. You know, it's college. Stop reinventing yourself this hard. Look at her. She's like, I'm the poison ivy's running around. It's so funny. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, she's and even then, when you end up, child. I mean, seriously, oh, if shit. you want to go with the nonsense of the college deal, where she's like, uh, "I'm Mary, uh, uh, Marina, Marina, Marina." Oh, you mean like the Russian poet? That's the feminist. Like, yeah, whatever. The hell sure, <laughs> I love her work. Don't you? I'm like, oh, here God we go. Damn, it's the pretentious here years. Here we go. Yeah, it's the pretend. These these people there. When you go to college, that's the first day. Talk to me like around April of that year. There's no shit that you're talking about then. You're drunk, hung over, and trying to figure out what the hell. Being dumb, stupid, and drunk, Eric, is what that's no way to live. The worst part about this is there, too. I finally watched Last uh, Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie. And the whole thing is about this girl, Eloise, who goes like from living in the country to going to London proper and goes to a, a fashion school. And she's never been around a lot of people. And she's like lives with her grand and she listens to a lot of old 60s music. But the idea, she does not fit in there with everybody else because all these freaking dorm mates that she has all bitches and they want to hang out but as soon as they like you know go away they start talking shit on Eloise she's in the toilet she could hear him talking shit I'm like this is what I exactly what I thought these freaking roommates were gonna do to marry though I'm like come on does she slice no, their asses no she gets stuck in a nightmare world where the freaking uh, Matt Smith the doctor goes and tries to abuse women I figured that there was something I, I figured this wasn't just like a you know eh, Downton Down whatever the hell is that that British things where they're like Downton yeah, whatever the hell, <laughs> where she's just off to school and things aren't working out. And then she talks to Grant. I figured nah, this was she some goes to sleep and goes into the body of a 60, uh, 60s era prostitute who just wants to be a singer while Matt Smith abuses her. And then that's when we find out. And then Robert the ghost of all the men she fucks haunts Eloise it's and they want to fuck her too. Jimmy Page is in it. You end up where um, it, the one of the worst <laughs> things ever would be the idea if you ever would have a friend and he goes off to him or her or whatever, goes off to college. And they're like a philosophy major or art history. When they My come friend's back, name is Blaine who does that. When they come back for that first Thanksgiving break, oh shit, just avoid those assholes because that's when they think everything's so important that they're changing the world. You talk to me three years from now and you can't find a fucking job, asshole. Yeah, I did that with a lot of drugs. When you're pouring my fucking coffee at Starbucks, you prick. That's you what can't happens. Starbucks. That's what happens. Well, there you go. Neither can he, but he works there. But yeah, I, that, that those people, you meet all those people at college, you're like, 
everybody thinks they're going to change the world and that fucking that light that that great beaming light that they have just disappears within six months they realize i just want to get the fuck out of here i'm just here for a grade and maybe to experiment a little i don't know and do things and uh there you go but at the end yeah she thinks and i even like the deal where she's like why are you here like here's the rabbit she puts him out there i wanted hobby to go like jesus christ don't sell me out like that uh, but they're like, no, no, not the rabbit. Even though you see the roommate in the back is probably like, what the fuck she doing? Well, it doesn't rabbit? look like a man in a costume. You think it's gonna be a Wilford situation with Hoppy and Mary? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I hope I want Hoppy to continue having that power and whatnot, and you know, maybe get messages from Billy to give to her and stuff like that. But I thought it was pretty Do fun. Do the dishes. Yeah, really. And then, yeah, They're the parents have gone missing. So the rabbit. now what is she going to do? She's at college. She's trying to do that. I'm, I'm she expecting. just wants to be her. And then at one point, they're just like, I don't know, but I think you should go to that Philadelphia Zoo and look at the tigers. And then she'll go there and we'll have that. But yeah, we'll see all it plays. But this doesn't seem as goofy That's as like I thought day. it would be. It's very well done. The art's great. I mean, Doc Shaner, that's kind of his deal. The, the Shazam family and stuff like that is kind of his deal. He even did the convergence stuff that everybody loved and all that was, you know, pretty damn good. So this is very good. What did you give it? I ended up giving this a eight out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go eight, five. I, I really liked it. I was surprised and thought that it was really well done. I'm interested to see how this maybe makes something out of the mess. That's the Shazam family. Maybe we'll get that deal. Like they keep it's telling us about the Hawkman's Eric, like, yeah, you got the definitive version, but it got wonky at the end. Nobody seemed to realize some of that other got wonky, wonky stuff. in the beginning with the freaking the dragon that he became. I know, I know, Eric. Like here's that listen. version of Hawkman, Mike, but that's our current version. But nobody cared about that. I don't have the Venditti sound, or I would have it right now. But still, with that, I think that maybe this can get everything. Why does it seem like together? you're moving away from the computer to find that sound? Like you actually I have to pull am. it out of a file cabinet. I, I, well, it might be in my file cabinet. Let me open it up here. Let me get through it. Oh my goodness. Boom, Eric. I got it. It was filed under. I need D. to put the tape in for that sound effect. D for Diddy. <laughs> so, with all. Uh, yeah, A5. I thought it was really, really good. And this gets me excited because I saw that just you had liked so many some of the problems with the week. current continuity is what we've dealt with and how we're dealing with it here and even the reimagining of it, which is fine. The hoppy reimagining is fine. It just feels weird because we just did that. I say just, but you know, the last time we had the Shazam series. Yep. Giddy, Eric. So with all of that, though, the parents are gone. Now mommy's gone. I got to get all these out now, Eric. I had all of these sound effects ready. You're a gem, right? You got that. And really, when Mary found out the parents are gone. Emotional damage. <laughs> all right. But with that, I think we're going to end up having a uh, Thank God It's Friday. I would suggest that we have the stellar Thank God It's Friday of maybe three books, maybe two, but Harley, uh, Poison Ivy, and Multiversity Teen, whatever that is, Teen Justice, teen Justice might be the deal. Those seem like three books that would end up fitting well in it. Would that leave us with four books on the main show then? Yeah, I think it's still five, actually, is, is what I count it, unless I count it wrong, which could be, now I'm desperately going over, I do think then that we would have, but they're bangers. I'll tell you, we have Batman, we have Batman Killing Time, we have Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number three. I saw that you labeled that right. We have DC versus Vampires and Flashpoint Beyond, number four. So those are five books there. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that killing time. Woo-wee. 
People are uh, not loving that. You say people are not loving that. Like, ha- have we been loving any of it? Well, no. But I think that people are coming around on the Flashpoint Beyond. I think that that was a book that I thought people were not rating very well at first because they ended up saying, we don't need the Flashpoints. And we told them, don't worry, because they don't want the Flashpoints is what we told them right away. And they weren't listening. Now they are. And I did look just to make sure the scores have all gone up with each deal. So that is uh, right. People don't seem to like Harley this week or the multiversity deal. So we'll see. Poison Ivy. But there's weird books that didn't get many uh, reviews or as many reviews as I thought that they would get. But the big one was the it's weird, like new champion of Shazam back in the day when we first started, that would have had like 30 reviews and it had 10. Like it really is down. People are kind of bailed on the whole, uh, you know, game there. We don't really ever even Dark Crisis would have so many and I'm looking now, I can't even find it. 16, that's good for now, but it's not like when you say when the people come out of the woodwork oh, yeah, and you definitely. get all pissed off. Like, I don't even recognize these sites that are doing comic book reviews. Oh, my God. There was uh, something that I was looking up the other day, and it was something like that. It wasn't even as big. It wasn't an event or anything, but I looked. I'm like, I'd never heard of these things. And it was like right in the middle of maybe Rebirth. Maybe that's what it was, the beginning of Rebirth. People were coming out of the woodwork there. <laughs> Drove you nuts. Because uh, then I would Jump say, oh, remember when I, I would say to you, and even now I'm like, ooh, people you want people clicks? really like this or they didn't like that. And you look and you're like, I don't even fucking know half of these people. Like, I shit? know like three people. Who the fuck are they? And I'm like, that's Variety Magazine. <laughs> they know what they're doing. But yeah, even then, you used to have stuff like that. You don't anymore. They don't, they don't get involved because nobody cares. That's where you really realize that while comics are selling great or whatever, DC especially. And I'm telling you, not a lot of reviews for Marvel either because it doesn't get the bucks. That's it because doesn't Marvel's get trash. Bucks. Maybe. But is Mary Marvel trash, Eric? No, Did you Jim. just say that? She's an 8 that? out of 10. Oh, my. I think she's a 10 out of 10, but the book's an 8.5. There you go. Did you see in the uh, the slack where that poster that was behind her, I changed it into a black pink poster? I was getting mad. I'm like, let's do the spotlight. What are you doing? I was having fun. I went and saw that. And I'm like, why did they? It's a poster of nobody and nothing, but they still ended up blurring it out of it. I'm like, why would they do that? That's very odd. But I think it was supposed to be the Harry Styles myself. But with all that, that is the spotlight. And yeah, we like both of the books, so hopefully that will be something that carries over. Probably not into the TGIF, but we'll see. I like Poison Ivy. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you do. That, and that's why, actually, because of the deal, and we had, I think, you know, a plethora of six books last week, I thought maybe we'll leave Poison Ivy because you have liked it. And I haven't hated, hated it. It's not the worst book. I just no, don't like it as much as it. you. I just don't feel like it's anything that I'm interested in, but... I thought, no, we, we can't just have Harley and Multiversity deal. No, who's well, the thing is, it's a package deal in my mind. Poison Ivy and Harley go well together, even if they're not in the same book well, no so more. so does the Team Justice deal. It's Ladies Night, Eric. I might even get that song. Is, is that cool in the gang? Wow, well, it's Ladies it's Night. feeling right. They get half-priced drinks, Eric, and there you go. You get the ladies, that's where you get the dudes. I'm just telling you, basic business of bars, right? Not the ones I go to. When we were... Uh, in the band, the band, like these guys, the, the other band, guys the in the band. band, you know, the band, the band, bam, bam. The, the things in there were, let's play some Rush. 
And then we'll do like real hardcore, like no, Metallica. No, no, no. And we're you're like, no, no, no. We're, we are going to play Brown Eyed Girl. We're <laughs> yeah, going to play Sweet Caroline. We're going to play, you know, Margaritaville. Boom. We're, we're doing that shit. Mustang Sally. Come on. Exactly. I'm telling you. And if any dude comes up and like, hey, man, can you play? The-? No, no, no. Girl comes up and says, hey, do you guys know? I'm trying to think like Blister in the Sun might be like, yep, we know it. Here you go, gals. Like, you we. But yeah, that's what you do. I've seen a lot of cover bands do a thing. Like, do you always have a set list of like, it's going to, everybody's going to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the play. It's not like, and, and my I go to is I, always Mustang Sally. Here's the worst. And I keep saying, it's like, hey, you guys know any Rush? You no. know where the back door is? Because get the fuck out of here. Because you meet look? me there at the and end then, of the show. Yeah, really. sexy. And then we'll play some Rush. I'll rush your then pants Then you show off. me the back door. Yeah, really. And so then I'll show you my YYZ. You end up where my red barchetta. All right, there you go. Right. <laughs> so with, with all that, oh, I'm cracking myself up. Yeah, and so these guys then would go like, oh, it's because you suck. You guys can't but what we would do is because most of the guys in the band, they, they actually had some talent. So they would like start up like again, bam, 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 like the oh man, yeah. And then they just would stop and go into an actual <laughs> song that people would like. We just lost a fan, Eric. That guy oh, would no. storm out. We're like, oh, goodness gracious. Get the fuck out of here. All right. But that's, <laughs> that's it. I got to go edit the stuff. I have not been feeling very well. I went to the buffet on uh, Monday. I took the kids to the buffet. Boy, that's getting real expensive, Eric. But I ended up eating a lot of steak. Again, you say the buffet, the one that's an hour and a half away, it's getting really expensive because you spent like 100 no, bucks on gas well, to get yeah, there. Yeah, we, we spent bet. like $30 in gas. But me, Rafe, and Logan, the problem is, and stupid Logan, what the fuck does he get off growing? He is now too tall for me to tell them that he's a kid anymore. He's a child. They're like, he is four inches taller than you, sir. I'm a child. I, I'm a man. How dare you? I just start yelling. But yeah, now when we go up, they're like, okay, three I adults. got the Robin Williams mm. Jack disease. Yeah, exactly. I'm the Jack stab. Jack. I got the reverse Benjamin Buttons real hard. It, it was uh, it was $98 for the yeah, three of us yeah. to go to it's eat dinner. I'm time. like, what the fuck? So we, we, I, we ate our money's worth, I think. If he's from went with us. $98 plus gas. Well, plus gas. I said oh overall God. then they have a um, grocery store that's kind of there as well. That's Shady Maple Grocery. But they have it's really neat. If you ever can it's get neat. there, Eric, you would love it. I don't want to go there. It's an hour and a half away. Tanya wanted lemonade mix. So we went in, but there was all these the other store. things. Five seconds from they me have right the now. sushi there. I'm like, I don't know if I want Lancaster lemonade sushi, mix. but hey. But we got the lemonade mix. We ended up getting some honey. And we oh, got some, some yeah, and we got some coffee oh beans. We Jesus did it Christ. all. And so by the end of it, we spent, I think, $182 for just going out. And then all of that goes you down know, the you next know that day. You from Q-Mart if you want to go someplace and that's not next, a grocery store. I, this actually felt like the Q-Mart. Actually, Rafe said, but a little cleaner. He said, and you don't find a guy with, you know, missing a limb or an eye. Everybody had their Those limbs are veterans, for the most Jim. part, right? Don't so, give a shit to No, they, every time you do uh, thank you for your service is what I say to these people. Leave me alone. But you end up where when we're going through that, uh, yeah, Rafe said it was just like the, the Q-Mart, like Tom Farmer's Market. And I thought to myself, just like you said, we could have just went there and yeah. this bullshit. And then I had to drive home. I was so you tired. there from your house. So fucking tired by the time we got home. But uh and we had a good enough time. But, hey, we got the coffee beans and the honeys and the lemonade mix. We got the, the, the steaks. Yeah, it was country time. Of course Not it was. pink lemonade, though. 
because Tanya got sick of the pink lemonade. It's a little sweeter, Eric. You know, no, like it's me. not. Like me. It's a little sweeter. She started talking like, I don't feel good. I think it might be like the pink dye. I'm like, no, it's probably because you the drink acid. the shit the acid all day. I think it's the sugar. Stop it. Uh, but that's that. That is. But yeah, so I ended up. I, I haven't felt right since I, I've been like really stuffed up and like, everything going oh, on. Oh, it's COVID. Well, I don't know. There was a bunch of people coughing on me at one point. Then some fucking asshole kid flew by and knocked the plate out of my hand. I made the joke on the Marvel deal. I'm like, his name was Rafe. Yeah. At one point, Rafe, I actually did almost bump into him, didn't recognize him. I, I, was, out of, I was out of it there. I was drunk. I was. <laughs> but no, we, we had a lot of steaks. Be a lot cooler like if you that. did. Kind of, kind of okay. We had a nice time talking. About how crazy Tanya was. This is basically what the conversation you was. You went to dinner or lunch to go fucking shame no, the mother was and dinner. your wife. Yeah, we went actually dinner. They didn't even want to go to lunch. We went to dinner. That's why it was more expensive. Yeah, we were talking about life and things. Talking a little NFL. Rafe at that point said, hey, remember, football starts on Thursday. You know, we're going to watch the game. I'm like, yeah, we've been talking about that for months. Yeah, he went over to Alex's tonight. I got bitched. <laughs> you asshole. I said to Tony, he just kept bringing, no, no, not me. I'm not involved. So I'm going to edit this shit and go go to bed. Yeah, I'm not. That's just for them. He has these days and like Tanya said, that's just for the boys. Like you assholes. They end up making like special food and then they throw it in my face. And I mean, actually come home and throw it in my face. Take this I'm bitch. Like, Thanks. Thanks a now lot. Clean like, it up. Oh man. Tuna salad. Okay, boys. Oh God. I hate boys night. <laughs> clean it up, daddy. I'm like, oh my God. What am I They've doing watching here? watching that show and this is how they think the boys <laughs> act. Some potato salad. Yeah, really. Oh, I don't, they, they better not watch that and think that's how you act. All right, but yeah, I'm going to probably watch a lonesome by myself NFL. That's what I will do, Eric. I'm going to be a sad sack and watch it. Uh, I guess tonight. it sounds great. But yeah, I, I don't mind that much. I mean, I would have probably been watching it in Race Room or as I call the Hashish Den. I really thought, you know, we talk about the college deal. I don't even know what's going on in there. So it's probably for the Of course better. you do. A lot of pot smoking. What well, else do you need to know? Yeah, yeah, it is. And then I yell at him and then he freaking shoves his whatever pot card in my face i'm like i don't give a shit what that said yeah i'm against it and then they all yell at me and laugh at me that's my life <laughs> like, oh well you know there you go i well, just thought it's nice to sad sack not do the drugs and whatever I, I guess i'm wacky like that uh but that's that so we're done i'm getting depressed now but we will uh, go off. I'm going to end up editing this. This will obviously be up tonight. But everybody tune in tomorrow. TGIF will have that going on. And then the regular show, Early Access Saturday night. Remember that at the end of the month, we do have a Patreon-only show. So that'll be pretty cool. We haven't had one of those in like two and a half months or whatever. There's a lot more now with this Tuesday shipping. But we'll be doing that. So. Everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed what we had to say tonight. I hope everybody checks out both these books, even the Azrael. I think that a lot of people might have avoided that. I would have. out, see if you like it. I wouldn't have picked it up, but I figured I'm glad I did. Ended up, Andy ended up asking me about it and said, do I have to read that one shot? And I no. said, if you haven't read the Urban Legends no. and really want to, but you don't Just have to. Just say no. I told him, you don't have to, but I don't want to like steer no. him a different way. And then he finds out. Oh, man, that was like more of beforehand to see what going on. You don't need to hear any of that bullshit. Yeah, you might be right. 
so all of that. But this does a good our- job of telling you. This is let me know what the continuity of Azrael is in our current status quo of DC Comics. I'm okay. It all works out good. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, it's funny, too, because He's you have that. He's monkeying his ass up. It's And fine. then you even mention it, kind of. You have this Mary Marvel that's kind of like, maybe we're seeing a little rebuilding of this nonsense that we've been having for a while. Thank in you, these Discovery. <laughs> yeah, in these books that might be trying to get us in a clear path, at least. Maybe, because half this stuff is a foundation of shit. It's not sand. It's shit. And they need to change it. Asriel's more of getting a character that may be fringe and maybe trying to elevate him a little so you can actually stand Why would you him. pick Asriel and you have, like, you know, know, a plethora of amazing... Where's Firestorm at? Just imagine. You have Dan Waters it's there. Captain Adam. Dan Waters is doing his thing, whatever, but he's become the Asriel guy. This would be like you. You finally get he's your big guy. shot. And they're like, you're the Asriel guy. You're Fuck like, me. Fuck this. That like, back please. to suicide for me. It would be funny as you would actually. actually I could put just my heart see and soul it. into it to make him cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I could see there where all of a sudden it just becomes nothing about Asriel. Firestorm shows up. He's now the flaming sword. It, it he goes just back says to what he we has. had with the, uh, like, you know, Batwoman, the friggin' the others, her team of the unknowns where they go to space and do wacky bullshit. Actually, the thing is, I don't even say it. It's not even that. It's Justice League Odyssey, where he was the coolest he's been in years. But he didn't even have anything to do. Yeah, yeah. And you would just have that. Because I think he does fit well, like, on the side, as a side character. Like you said, it wouldn't. he'd annoy everybody, but that's kind of the fun of it. You know, he's just, like, doing things. Well, and, the thing is, I want him to get past that, where he can be Jean-Paul Valley and, and not have to worry about the system of God. Well, maybe he gets the system. He purges the system, Eric. He gets it out of him. And then what the fuck is he? I, I, that'd be the funny thing. It's like one of those, like well, that's we said the about. the journey we're going to take, Jim. He's going to be like Kane. I, I get the idea that it's like that whole deal with Alan Moore, where he says, like, if you get Swamp Thing to get what he wants, then he's nothing. You can't have a book. Azrael, he ends up, I'm done with that. All of a sudden, it's just Jean-Paul the fl- flame up sword. It's like, no, we're not doing shit with you. Get the fuck out of here. I guess I'm just Jean-Paul. Monk on the run is but what John he is. Paul, he goes out and thinks he can do better. He becomes the main squeeze of Talia al Ghul, and they try to, t- like, you know, free the world from the shackles of government. I say it's like that Rumsprunger or whatever the hell you pronounce it, where he gets Rumsprunger? rid of this shit, and he fucking goes wild there. He goes off. He's a all burning the man. He's got all the whores. He's doing it all. He's like, look at me. He's eating pizza with his hands, right? With his hands. Doing there. anal shots of blow. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little worse than what I thought. He's drinking fucking booze out of a boot that just run down a guy's ass cheeks. I actually saw somebody do it. It was called like the, can't remember what it was called. It was like called the Bootin something, like the Bootin Schlager, something they were yelling. It was a frat party that we were playing at. And they ended up pouring the beer down a guy's back. It went through his ass crack, then came out like dripped off his taint into this big giant boot. And then the guy drank it, and I almost threw up watching all of that. See, all we ever did was pay a like a little person girl to do blow off her ass. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. If you're, pretty you know, cool. If you're Johnny Knoxville or Steve, I mean, look at you guys. You were a bunch of jackasses. You were. We were no, talking about no, jackasses the other addicts. day, but yeah, yeah, you know, drug addicts. They they tend to come up with real funny, neat ways to do their drugs. Eventually, oh, yeah. Eric, that's where you either that, like I said, you well, end up more having of a bucket list situation. <laughs> I, I just get the idea of the people I hung out with. You have these motherfuckers that they're there. They're sitting in a room. It's all hazy and cloudy. And they're like, hey, guys, do you know where like the mayonnaise is? And the who? Uh, mayonnaise. But then the somebody goes, oh, no. Then somebody's like, oh, no. 
We don't have a bong. These motherfuckers become fucking MacGyver. They're making shit out of everything, like a bed spring they're pulling out. They're doing all this shit. An apple. They're That's called a I'm hobby, like, Jim. Jesus Christ. Look at these guys. They're fucking Stephen Hawking. Some people like woodwork when they and some people like making bongs. Bong. I the asked them where the mayonnaise is. These motherfuckers can't even open their eyes. The mayonnaise. <laughs> Maybe they thought Turns I was Turns out they just hated you and were ignoring you. I didn't like them either. But then the one guy actually that was kind of cool. He's playing Doom, Eric. I didn't know. It blew my mind. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing with a bunch of people here in the colleges. I'm like, this is black magic, this is. Uh, but that's that. And then he made a bong out of probably, you know, a toilet brush. Uh, a fucking fan deal and, and some fucking pickles. I, I don't know. They, they can make whatever. But with all of that. He's got to core out an apple. They are done. A lot of them did that. I saw yeah. that a bunch of times. They just fucking nonsense with a straw and stuff like that. I'm like, what? why do you guys have so many apples? here? But. <laughs> that. Oh my goodness! And they go. It gives it a little bit of an apple. Thing. Yeah, it would. It's in a fucking apple, asshole. It's pretty cool. Well, you want to sprinkle some cinnamon in there, fucking jackass? Get out of here! He's asking where the mayonnaise is. What the I fuck get you want? I'm so annoyed with this because I just wanted to make a ham and cheese sandwich. That's all I was asking. They uh, were supposed to have lunch there, and they're all sitting there watching. Like I, they would watch a lot of like MTV. Just sit uh-huh. there and watch MTV. Look you're that, you're talking about like what I want to do right now. Yeah. And that was when you know you did actually still have videos where all those old people are yelling about it. I was at the time when I would, I think it was four o'clock where MTV raps, Yo MTV raps was, I'd always make sure that I did not schedule classes during the Yo MTV raps there. That is prime time uh, viewing. And then 15 later on the uh, Nickelodeon. 15. So, yeah, I'm watching a show 15. I'm like 24. All right. But that's that, Eric. That is it. What do we say at the end of the spotlight? Turn that spotlight off. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.